Whether you're shopping for grads, getting an early gift for dad, or just looking for a little something new or used for your shelf, you'll find it at HPB. And you'll get almost everything for an extra 20% off during the big sale at Half Price Books this Memorial Day weekend. Saturday, May 25th through Monday, May 27th. Save big in-store at your local Half Price Books and at HPB.com. Offer cannot be combined with other coupons. Exclusions apply. To learn more, visit HPB.com. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Matt Fil- Matt Filter. Leave it in. I fucked up. Matt is sick. So it's me. We have Jorge Masvidal. Or do we? Shaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he hurt him again. He's out. This is UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts... Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Well, half of that is right. Um, Matt Sarah quit uh, to stand in solidarity with Kevin Spacey. <laughs> okay, now I made that up. Okay, Matt is sick. <laughs> Matt is sick. He's uh, he has uh, I guess his kids got him some strep throat, which kids will do. And uh, we have Jorge Masvidal coming in today. And, and Matt, uh, he's fighting, of course, Wonderboy Thompson on this garden card this Saturday. This amazing card. And uh, Matt, out of respect, didn't want to get him sick. He doesn't care about getting Jim Norton sick. Matt does not care about getting me sick. But he does not want to get Jorge Masvidal sick on the uh, you know, couple days before what is an incredibly big fight. So hopefully he'll be here shortly. Um, yeah, we're expecting. I'm actually getting a call right now. We might. Okay. Oh, just take that call, Chris, the producer. Who, who's on the phone? I just want to yell at him and distract his call. So I will cover without Matt. I'm going to take it. Chris is going to run down the steps right now. And uh, that's the last thing we need is to get blamed for getting Masvidal sick. I think that'd be a terrible, terrible blight on this podcast. And we're going to be discussing his uh, upcoming fight with, uh, with Wonderboy Thompson. And the. Uh, the welterweight division is pretty interesting. You know, you had Tyron that just beat uh, Damian Maya, and now Maya just loses to Colby Covington, and now you have Dos Anjos fighting um, uh, Robbie Lawler. There's a lot of really, really great things happening in the welterweight division. So this is a big fight because I think the winner of this fight, let's just say the winner, obviously the winner of Lawler, Dos Anjos, is going to get to fight Tyron Woodley. So the winner of this fight, do they get the winner of the eventual championship with Woodley? I don't know. I guess whoever wins this fight is going to have to fight one more time because Wonderboy's fought him twice already. So if Masvidal wins, he's probably going to get a shot. But when? If Masvidal wins, when does he get a shot? Does he get a shot right after? I'm just, I'm talking to myself, Chris, about uh, uh, Chris for not having, is that him? So here's the situation. Uh, uh, it's never good, by the way. That's, it, it, here's, when someone walks in and goes, here's the situation, then they're never, it's never going to be followed by, there's two girls outside, they both want to blow you, but they're afraid you won't let them both in at the same time. That's never what you're going to hear. 
It's never going to be. Here's the situation. We have Jorge scheduled, but TJ and Cody are also stopping in. That's not the situation. It's kind of like that. Okay. Uh, Jorge Masvidal did not make it on his flight, so he is not even in New York right now. So we're not going to. That's cool. It's, it's good that we're finding out at 118. Josh, Jimmy, fine. I could have got you sick. <laughs> uh, there's a possibility Josh is going to get back to me in a couple of minutes. We might get a call in from Cody Garbrandt. We might get a call from Yoana Yunjaychik. It's, it's uh, yeah, I know. He, he was frustrated by it as well. Well, they could. T- you know, I I understand that people miss flights. But how about you let us know? He just found out. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe we'll get done. I don't know why Joanna was supposed to be in, but then they canceled her, I guess. You know, I, I don't mean to be a dick and ask for UFC guests on the UFC Unfiltered podcast. I apologize for hoping that champions come in on the UFC Unfiltered. But then again, Joanna has come in. Yeah. Rose has come in. Um, you know, Cody Garbrandt's a guy who does a lot of press. TJ, we've had on the phone. I'm a little disappointed. I'd like to meet TJ. I like him a lot as a fighter. Right. Bisping has uh, called in, and he would come in. I've had him on the radio in, New York, in my other radio show. Sometimes I get them in the morning show because literally their schedule is a little crazy. I get it. Right. But I'm not saying we should get every one every time. But for fuck's sake, how about a couple of times we get them? I'm in a bitch right now. And I understand Masvidal is, uh, didn't make his flight. That happens. But, you know, I would like somebody to, whoever knew, he knew, because he didn't get on the plane. Yeah, Josh was saying that his manager just let him know. Yeah, how about the so, manager lets you know faster? Know. Of course, yeah. So, but I'm, not dem- I'm not demanding too much respect. Like, I'm not overly demanding respect. I'm not saying, hey, I want John Jones to call me before any of this shit. You know, I don't expect that. I don't expect Connor to prioritize off- us over fucking Conan or ESPN. But how right. about a little? A little. Like, bit. if you're not going to make it in to an in-studio, hey, let us know more than 18 minutes I think, you know what, honestly, I think these guys, and it's not, you know, Jorge, he's, he's training, he's, people are scheduling things for him. I think it's just so much stuff goes on in fight week that, no, you people know, just get lost in the show. You know what? I, I get it. But I also yeah. have sat and talked with uh, a lot of people on fight week. I've interviewed John Jones on fight week in, in yeah. a radio studio. I've interviewed all of them, you know, so I, I, it's just like, come on guys. You know, we said, and we, we've talked about this a bunch, like off air and whatever guys like mighty mouse professionals they, Matt, he, Matt fucking he, he does press all the time yep hats off to Demetrius Johnson boy if I ever say hats off again you know hats off Jim said Woo! you're not wrong Cody in five to ten minutes he's just wrapping a shoot so okay um I understand that but all right well Jorge Masvidal uh, you know it's like I always say good luck wonder boy uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to talk about I'm very very excited about UFC 219 uh, obviously we're promoting this week's but December 30th, one of my favorite people will be fighting. Uh, we, we, we have uh, Edson Barbosa finally mm. being talked about in this top two or three um, mentions. He has not been for a while. But, you know, you got uh, Connor's probably going to fight Tony. And um, now you got uh, Khabib uh, Nurmagomedov, who we didn't know what the fuck he was going to do because he was healing for a while. They said they offered him the Ferguson fight first right? over, uh, over uh, Lee. And um, he was not able to take it. I mean, and now he's going to fight Edson Barboza. Personally, I think, no, I love Edson Barboza because I watched him fight one time. And I think I've told this story. And listen, that's what it sounds like when you're four rows back and he's kicking someone in the leg. Like, you, the, the, the slap of him, his foot kicking a leg. There's nothing I enjoy more than a Brazilian guy who will fucking kick your leg until you collapse. Those are my oh, yeah. favorite things to watch in UFC fights. 
<clears throat> more than knockouts, more than spin kicks, more than uppercuts. I like watching a guy against the leg. This, it's just such a painful looking thing. Oh, and you can see it build throughout the fight. You can see the effect for four of those and somebody's limping around. Yeah. When they buckle, when somebody buckles, by the way, in the Damian Maya, uh, Colby Covington fight, let's talk about that. Sure. Colby was having some good success throwing low kicks. He threw a lot of low kicks, which is smart. You don't want to kick high. Right. And all of a sudden your fucking leg gets snatched and you are, uh, you know, you're on the ground being strangled. Yep. Uh, but I thought that he, he did a really good job of, he kind of stopped in the second round and I don't know why. Maybe he thought Maya was timing him better and, and Maya was kind of shooting. And this is the second wrestler in a row, by the way, who has given Maya a very hard time. Yes. It's almost like now that the book is out on him, like because he's such a jujitsu man, just do this and you can stop him. And if you have good enough reflexes, you can stop him. Right. He might be in trouble. Yeah, and Maya got to the position I think that he wanted. And he, by the way, was landing his left. He was doing know, very well top, standing up. Yes, but I think but got to his position where he kind of scoots in and just tries to to take the leg, and he was stuffed the entire fight. Did which, you notice? And I and I again, my memory stinks, so I write down notes. That's what I do when I watch fights. I take these are all my notes. Smart. Uh, Damian Maya versus. No, I'm uh, <laughs> did you notice he was striking the first round and then he abandoned it to to try a takedown? I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? It works, dude. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And uh, he was—he uh, was—he opened up his uh, Colby's uh, eye was opened up early, his left eye. Yep. And by the end of the fight, Maya was uh, bloodied, and he could not. I don't. Did he get any takedowns, or did he get one? And he got up briefly, like he kept shooting for takedowns, and he's kind of collapsing there. Say, hey, look, no one is jumping into your fucking guard. Stop it. Stop laying there. Who's getting on the ground with you? Right. If right. You, if you right. fight for doom, do that. If Maya fights for Doom and you lay on the ground, now, okay, he'll get in. <laughs> they'll just dig guard. the bell yeah. and they'll both lay down and be like, okay, yeah, let's do yeah, this. Who you want to get on top? I'll get on top. <laughs> right. Uh, and Covington did a great job staying in the center of the ring to kind of avoid being pressed up against the cage and fucking scoop down. Absolutely. Really, really interesting fight. And, but, uh, but arguably, do you think Damian Maya won the first round? He was landing. I mean, it was a close round, obviously, but. It was a close round. Um, if you want to say he won it, okay. Yeah. I, I thought that Covington had two and three because he looked tired. Maya got tired. Yeah. I, I thought he definitely gassed a little bit. Um, and I, because I think that he's used to that style working and when you're, when you're constantly shooting for takedowns and you're not getting anything out of them and you just got to get back up and punch it. Like, what the fuck? Right. Um, right. Well, and especially against a guy like Kobe, who's not going to get tired. He's a wrestler. He's used to doing that. Yes. Um, and, and he was throwing these big looping lefts Covington, which I kind of enjoyed watching. Uh, he had, he had good success with those. And I, and I, I just, I always tell you how much I hate, uh, when he just kind of lays there. And uh, Maya had a very, very bad cut opened up, but he, he lost that round on a decision, yeah. uh, that fight on a decision. So that kind of knocks him out of the at least the title contention. Chris and I talked about that before the fight. Um, and, and I had personally, I had uh, Machida Brunson a draw. Chris didn't agree. <laughs> wow. Yeah, wow. Was anybody surprised? I mean, didn't, didn't Machida landed a couple of counters uh, shots? But that, that fucking uh, Brunson's left. And by the way, Brunson beat Anderson Silva. And I say that every time his name comes up because he got so fucked in that fight. It was not right. Yeah. It wasn't right. I mean, he won the fight. I mean, look, Silva didn't, it wasn't a massacre, but I thought he won. But that left, oof. what did he hit? It was a, was a roundhouse left or was it a hook? Yeah, I think uh, it was just a left hook as Machida was coming in. Oh. You know, which you think stylistically that that matchup would maybe favor Machida. Obviously, he's been out a long time, but Brunson is known to be a start of quick starter throw a lot of punches so machita's a counter puncher you'd think that would help but man brunson got on him very quick and the fight the uh santos uh hermanson fight yep that at the end that was literally i don't know if i've ever seen a fight stopped with that it was one second left is that the fight i'm thinking of uh, yeah it was 459 at the first well, neither one of them had ever been stopped i think they had like 10 knockouts apiece. piece these guys are both knockout artists so they kind of yeah. but they were cautious two guys that fucking do nothing but knock people out 
a lot of times we'll be very cautious of each other because they both know if I make one mistake, I'm dead. Oh, of course, yeah. And it was kind of fun to watch these guys feeling each other out a bit. And then, uh, wow, what, what did they hit him with at the end? I wrote it down. Uh, I, I, this is what I wrote in my stupid notes. These guys are both knockout punchers. Good point, shithead. <laughs> Sometimes I reread my notes. I'm like, I'm just writing things. As yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Uh, they both cautioned the first. And Hermanson was able to push up. He did get a push up against the cage, and he did not get a takedown. Uh, and Santos landed some heavy shots. and almost dropped. Okay, and Santos had a very left look. Uh, Floria punches, and the ref stopped it. But I, I, I added nothing. I just write down what's happening for myself. Yeah, no. Uh, Have you ever seen power. a fight stop that close? To, I guess I, I thought it was just like the end of the round. Right. But it was, what was the one? What was the one that? Oh, it was the um. Uh, was not um, was it Dos Santos Griffin or uh, Nico Price or Carlos? I can't remember which one was stopped at the end of the round, but it was it was actually the ref just stopping uh, the round. Yeah, I don't remember actually. I'm taking a look right now. It wasn't uh, uh, that was a very close fight. It might have been the Zaleski Dos Santos Max Griffin fight. I'm not I'm not positive though. I that was stopped. Yes, Max Griffin. It was at the end of the uh, the first round. The ref jumped in and you're like, oh no, he stopped the fight. But they're like, no, no, it was just the end of the round. He right. was stopping the uh, the the uh, the punch. I thought that was a great a great card. I, th- I watched, I saw like 80% of the fights. Yeah. What'd you think of uh, Munoz against Rob Font? Oh, wow. I mean, that was great. You know, and I actually read uh, online that some people were saying, did he hold the choke too long, this and that. I think... I don't think he... Did he know he was tapping? The ref didn't stop it. Yeah, I don't think he knew he was tapping at first. And I think also in that type of, uh, you know, guillotine, it's it's probably tough to, to get your arm out. You know what yeah. I mean? So I, I don't think it was it was too late. You turn the camera off, it's just me. We have oh, the camera sure. on in case Masvidal came in. <laughs> And uh, Font had a seven-inch... It's really weird to watch a guy with a seven-inch reach advantage because uh, Munoz was uh, was kicking. I, and I think sometimes... That's, that's almost like... In, in the bantamweight division, that's that's the equivalent of a nine-foot reach advantage. <laughs> right. You know, that's like a John Jones reach advantage, a seven-inch... Yeah. How many guys have seven-inch fucking reach advantages? Yeah, it can't be many. And he's throwing... I love I love guys that have long arms. They're fun to watch. I have to, I have to add that. You don't just to be isolated. I love guys that have long arms <laughs> and hold me when I'm nervous. But those looping uppercuts, those long body shot uppercuts that you just yeah. no way to stop that. Um, and it almost neutralizes your, I think, your kicking a little bit. I think a slightly, again, it's not going to be, but it neutralizes. No, for sure. Because if you throw the low kick, if a guy has a big reach advantage, he can just throw a jab you yeah. know, and stiffen you up. And yeah. he was closing the distance at one point, but it was, uh, it, it was not as, as good as, uh, I think his leg, his leg kicking was not as effective as it would have been. But then again, he did put him in a guillotine kind of kitchen. Yeah. Uh, so Edson Barbosa against Khabib, uh, Nurmagomedov. made off. That's a really good matchup. And I love Barbosa, but I think that's a great matchup for Khabib because if he gets him on the ground, I think that he's in a lot of trouble. Yeah, I mean that that is spoken like a true <laughs> dude. Jimmy, you should teach jujitsu. I'll do math. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean that seems like that's going to be the case a lot of the time with Habib if he can get somebody down. The question is, can he get him down? Is Barbosa going to you know work jujitsu on the ground? You know, who knows? We'll see. But yeah, Barbosa, is he, he's not a black belt, is he? I think he is. Oh, is he? Black? Okay, check, yeah. Uh, maybe I just associate him so much with with uh, with his uh, his kicking. Right. Well, that's somebody like Cyborg, too, who is a black belt in you, jiu-jitsu, yeah. but you just never see it, so it doesn't matter. And we, I do want to, at one point, talk about uh, oh, Colby comments. Okay. Yeah, he's a black belt. In, he is a black belt. Uh, so Brad 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 still, he's, still, he's still high level. High level. But against Nurmagomedov, it, it's, you know, high level is not, I don't think, enough. No, yeah, it just smothers you. Yeah, so that's a really good matchup for... Uh, so what do you do if you're Barboza to keep him? Because you're throwing kicks... And if he catches one, I mean, not that a Barboza kick is easy to catch, but it's right. possible. Frankie Edgar was catching fucking Jose Aldo's kicks. Oh, yeah. Which was amazing to me that he would that you would stand there and catch that. Right. Well, I think you saw it with Michael Johnson versus Habib. Like, if you can, 
easier said than done, of course, keep him at range a little bit, which I think Barbosa is probably I, John Jones uses it the most effectively of anybody. He throws that, that little sidekick to yeah. the knee and just kind of kick. Yeah. The oblique kick. Exactly. And that, that just keeps you off balance a little bit. And you know, maybe that's something he could use or the front kick that Whitaker used against the Romero, but, but was Michael know. Johnson using it? He wasn't, he wasn't he was punching. Yeah. He was right. punching. So, I mean, like, and the fact is, I'm sure Barboza has some boxing, but does he have enough boxing to keep Khabib off him or no? Like, he, his his biggest weapon to me is is his legs, and that kind of plays into a guy who can take you down. Right. You know. Well, it's an issue also of, you know, we'll see how Khabib goes through the weight cut. You know, he hasn't done that in quite a while. The last time he couldn't make the weight, and he got Oh, sick. they're fighting at light heavyweight. Yeah, uh, lightweight. Yeah, I'm kidding. Um, oh yeah, they're moving up. They're going up to 205 pounds. Yeah, um, you know, so that's it. That's interesting. You think Barbosa could keep a higher pace? So, we'll what, and uh, your boy lost Nico Price. Yeah, you, you were high on him. And what's the guy's name? Vincente Luque. Luque. Yeah, and um, came in at ten and zero. And uh, then Luque came in with eleven days notice. Sometimes that's an advantage. People are like, well, he didn't have a full camp, but these guys are usually like, you know, a guy like fucking, uh, oh my god, uh, Nate, oh my god, keeps keeps himself in shape. Uh, Nick, uh, Diaz, they always keep themselves in shape. Right. So like a lot of times they're ready for a fight on fairly short. Most of these guys stay in some kind of shape. Yeah. So he was obviously in in, in fighting shape, and sometimes that's just as big a disadvantage for the guy who's had the camp because you're training for something totally different. Right. I mean, when you look at Connor against. Um, uh, Chad Mendez, that was uh, Mendez gassed and got tired, and I think he had ten days to prepare yep. or three weeks, whatever the fuck it was. It was not enough time to prepare for Connor, right? But he took him down, and had he had a full camp, he may have had a much easier time keeping Connor down, and um, he might have won that fight. Yeah, for sure. Which is also why I think you know at the time when Connor was fighting at featherweight, it'd be a really interesting matchup against Frankie Edgar because Frankie's never going to get tired, and he can wrestle. Oh yeah, fucking yeah. Frankie is the last guy. Yeah, Connor does not want to deal with Frankie. Right, it takes eighty shots to knock him out. No, Frankie is a fucking animal. Who's yes. Frankie's next fight against uh, Holloway? Right? No, Holloway. no, no. Uh, it is Holloway. Yes, yeah, for the title. That's, that's right. uh, the okay. December second. That is yeah. okay. I feel like Holloway just fought. I know um, he didn't, but I just feel like right. he just did. Yeah, it's within the last six months. I guess these these events blend in. There's just one after the other after, and I say that in a great way. So Nico Price um, uh, got uh, lost to a Darce choke, and uh, he was more aggressive. He was very hesitant. It was weird to see him fighting not as aggressive in the first round, too. Yeah. He was kind of like, he was almost like, you know, counter-striking and, and backing up, and he's not a guy who backs up a lot. No. So maybe this guy, he just didn't know exactly. Oh, that's the one I was thinking of, too. I believe it was the, the leg kicks on him that really started to affect him, and you, they, there was a giant knot that kind of formed over his leg, yeah. and you can see by the second round that he was not able to get off what he wanted to, although he seemed to pick up the pace just a little bit, but he did buckle at one point. Um, from those leg kicks. That's one of my favorite things to watch is a guy who buckles somebody with a leg kick. Right. I love it because there's just something so devastating about collapsing from a leg kick. I don't know why I like them so much. Maybe because I've been Charlie Horse once by John Jones and it's, it's the worst <laughs> pain I ever felt in my life. That's crazy to have been kicked by John Jones. But not even a, full force. Well, of course. But that was the Jeremy Stevens, uh, um, not Eddie Alvarez, uh, Gilbert Melendez fight that just happened where, he, I mean, he destroyed really him. destroyed his leg. Destroyed yeah. his leg. Oh, he's a tough guy, though. Gilbert Melendez is a very fucking oh, tough so guy. Tough. Um, and, and, of course, uh, Marshman, uh, rear naked choke he lost. And Marshman's a very, very tough guy. He can take a punch. 
But uh, that was that was over. Uh, was it? That was the first round, I believe. Right, three minutes. Uh, uh, Carlos Jr. took him down with three minutes left. Yeah. And uh, I, oh, he started pounding him. And, and, and Cormier raised a great point that you have to make a decision at that point. Are you just going to take this punishment, or are you going to get out of it? So kind of like you gave him a choice. I'm gonna. I'm because he was trying to squirm out from underneath him, and he was right. not able to do it. So he's like, I'm going to get fucking pounded. I want to say there was like a minute fifteen left, something like that. There was when, not, when it was stopped, or when it, when that, that when it was happening, initiated. like. Yeah. Uh, all right, you know what? I think we're getting a call from he, Cody Garber. He might have been able to uh, get out of it. I'm not sure. But uh, let's see here. Hello. Hi, this is Vicky from the UFC. Hi, we're uh, hoping for Cody. It's Jim Norton. How are you doing? Hi, yeah, yeah, good. I've got Cody with me now. Should Thank I pass you. it over to you? Sure. Okay. Hello. Hi, Cody. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's going on? Thank you for filling in. We appreciate you being coming on last minute. We yeah, know you man. weren't scheduled. Uh, it's Jim. Matt's, is it Matt Jim? is out today. It's just Jim. Oh, Norton. hey, Jim. Hey, what's up, buddy? Yeah, no worries, man. Thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm really happy to. You're the uh, the co-main event this this uh, weekend. This has been a long anticipated fight between you and TJ. For sure, it's it's longer than it's longer than than it has been. For me, it's been it's a long time coming. This is this is something that you know has needed to happen. It's probably as soon as I got out the alpha male. Um, and that, with that being said, uh, we can go on with this with this interview but yeah uh, it's been postponed through injuries but for me it's a it's a it's been longer than just since july how how are you doing i know you had back problems um did you did you have surgery or what, what had or did you see some time I had some procedures done i did three different procedures and i was flown over the world germany was my furthest one to do the regenerative therapy um and then i was been doing pt ever since uh may <clears throat> five days a week you know and doing that every every you know every single day uh since may with the with the procedures i've done stem cell uh prp regenokine therapy um uh, some uh, some shots just to, he- just to help out man the, the mass the pain and, and get healthy but the pp has helped out so much it's uh, re uh, i rebuilt myself jim i, I rebuilt myself i've been I've been busy being more mobile, um, but I've turned me into a better athlete. This this uh, this injury that I sustained has, has set me back a little bit, but really pushed me forward for um, longevity, and that's why I want my career is longevity. So I was out for you know eleven months, but I'm gonna have a longer career because of it. Smart, I'm a much better athlete, and I feel better. I feel better. I feel faster. I feel stronger. Uh, it's unbelievable um, what I was able to do in that down period of really focusing on how to make my myself a better athlete uh with skills while being hurt so I, I haven't been out for 11 months i've been i've been in the lab rebuilding myself let me ask you cody when you talk about going to germany are you talking about that thing that dana had done for his uh his ear issue uh meniere's disease whatever it was where they where they they do something with the blood where they spin it or is it something else you went for yeah i mean that's from my understanding I, we had the same kind of procedure mine was blood taken out <clears throat> Uh, excuse me, spun and then shot back into me. Uh, I was over there for a week getting that, you know, shots, you know, 12 shots a day in my back, big ass needles in my back, uh, to, you know, in the, the sacrum joints to uh, help with anti-inflammatory, uh, and, and the healing of the, the nerves. And, and basically what, you know, they kind of flew me over there and I've done stem cells. They told me that was going to be this the most powerful shot. You guys are going to, you're going to be good after this. I took a month off. You know, not doing nothing, couldn't even walk. It wasn't allowed to be doing anything from the doctors. And I was like, look, 
I'm getting cleared. I'm fighting for a world title. I'm fighting to defend my world title. I worked so hard to get. Like, I'm going to go back heavily in the training camp. Like, are you sure the shot's going to make sure that I'm going to be good? Oh, the doctors, oh, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Two days in the training, I couldn't even walk. It was even worse. Wow. It was worse. And I had to call my manager, Ali, and was like, look, I don't know what's wrong. Like, I didn't work. Uh, and then we, you know, discussed it with the UFC. So thankful the UFC took me over to Germany and then gave me the time to re you know, rehab myself and my back to, you know, I've been injured. I've been injured. I fought all last year injured. You know, I, a lot of people don't know that. But I ended up taking three weeks off before the Mizugaki fight, not being able to walk, throw pads, do any of that. But I still took the fight because I knew that I was going to go in there and knock him out. And I was having a title shot next. Sure. And uh, so, you know, I had to do what I had to do. But now I'm here and I had to, I had to, I had to correct this or I was going to go into a fight, you know, a, a big fight for my career, my legacy, injured like that. I mean, that would be dumb to do. And I'm, I'm glad that I, I you know, uh, was able to have the time to recover myself. And now I'm better than ever. I feel like I'm sharper, I'm faster, I'm hungrier, you know, there's, I'm hungrier, you know, I'm at the top, I'm still hungry, you know, I I just got, I just got a little taste of it. Well, you know, oh, sorry, Okay. I say you, you, you know, if you remember, I'm obsessed with your sinuses because you've inspired me to talk about these balloon things. It's all I think of because my nose stinks. (laughs) So I went to a doctor and he said I might actually need a little more surgery to see if I'm like, but have you, have you done that again since? Dude, that's so crazy that you bring that up. Because I just did it on Wednesday last week, and I did three balloons in each note, nostril. So I did six times, six pulls. And my throat was so sore for like three days. Like I was like, oh my gosh. But there's three passages in your nose. I've always just did one. Yeah. It was good. We did did six times, six balloons at once. Or, you know, one after another. Sure. Man, it was a son of a gun. The first one hurt my, it just, I mean, literally like felt like it just tore the back of my throat, went through my nose. But honestly, I feel better. My sinuses, my breathing, my cardio feels better from, from, from getting it ballooned. Uh, I kind of had a little bit of a, you know, a jaw issue kind of like, but it, it reset my jaw and everything's good. Wait, uh, oh, it reset your jaw? Because I want, the guy told me he, he did some x-rays. He said, I may have a bone issue, but you've really inspired me. And I thought of you when Amanda had to pull out of her Shevchenko fight. In, in uh, I'm like, I wonder if this would help her, if you ever talked to her about that. Because you swear by it, dude. And, and it's been really inspirational for me to kind of, I still want to do it. And I, I have to see if, if I'm even eligible for it, like, or if I need the surgery. But did you talk to her about that? Yeah, and I'm going to reach out to her. I didn't know that she, what her uh, illness was from her fight. Was it like sinuses or was it? She had come some kind of, you, you, like all I want to talk to people about is their fucking noses because I have such a problem with my dumb breathing. I'm fascinated that you people can fight. You can get in there and fight and you have sinus issues. To me, it's just fascinating that you can actually breathe through that. It, you know, if you can do it, I'm like, I got to be able to do it. If he's getting punched in the face and breathing through it. Yeah, I think that's huge. I mean, just the, the overall health benefits from the craniofacial releases is so beneficial to use, you know, from concussions to you know, opening ear passages, you know, it's cardio is everything and fighting. And uh, so, yeah, definitely. And obviously staying healthy, being able to train and run your body down and not worry about your immune system getting so weak that you get sick the week of the fight, you know, and as soon as you should be peaking at a fight week, not getting sick. That means that I think uh, you probably overtrained a little bit if you're running yourself down and you're getting sick right before the fight. Uh, you're probably overtrained, to be honest. And uh, by the way, congratulations! Uh, you are you're expecting your first child? Yes, man, I am. I'm, I'm so uh, excited for that. In March, 
I'm sorry, my first uh, child is going to be, I'm having a boy, so. Oh, you are? Me and my wife. Yeah, me and my wife, we were talking about a few weeks ago at a big reveal party in Las Vegas in front of her friends, and my mom and them flew out, so it was it was nice, man, a good, I have so many blessings coming, That's you know, know what I mean? How, how do you like it's being awesome. married? How, how do you like being married? It's, hey, it's been awesome, you know, honestly, it's been awesome. Uh, I, I found a, a woman that's truly like my best friend that, you know, calls me out on my shit, and I call her on her shit, and just keeps us, you know, it's. That's how you know you gotta do it. We communicate really well. We're best friends, we're funny together. We can be ourselves around each other. That's the main thing. So yeah, married life's cool. It is. It, it, let me ask you too, because it is weird the relationship. Like you said, you communicate well, and I try to do that. Like I'm a bad. Like I, I tend to communicate angrily, and I, I'm always suspicious. And it's like it's really hard to trust that a person. I guess when you look like Cody Garbrandt, and you're in the kind of shape you are. You know that she's not gonna go out and find somebody else. But when you're in Jim Norton shape, you're always yeah. obsessed that the girl's gonna find somebody else. Yeah, I think that's just that's human nature, man. That's. that's you know that she trusts me and I trust her and uh, yeah so that's, I mean that's uh, just a trust issue I guess uh, with that and we communicate well like you know like I've never loved a woman like I love her and, and vice versa so I truly believe that she loves me and so that, that I don't have to worry about that's the least thing that I worry about I just worry about make sure that the dinner's done on time and she's up ready to leave for the gym on time that's sure. my my biggest concern <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> hey, hey um and, and you also uh are you nervous having a kid let me ask you that a lot of people are very terrified going into their first child you know what jim i was uh when she told me that you know she inspired me with her being pregnant it was you know definitely a surprise to us you know how'd she tell uh, you we were trying oh so i we come home i flew to vegas uh it was like, i usually go out there she comes out excuse me we live together now um but it was a be prior to this, and um, I was out there, I flew out there, and she said, I got a, I got a gift to give you. I usually give each other gifts, bring each other gifts. I had some shoes for her for her, her birthday, and uh, my birthday was coming up. I was like, all right, cool, like an early birthday gift, cool. You know, and didn't think nothing of it, but she said, I kept saying, like, I'm really excited to give you this gift. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, can't wait to get home and, and open it, you know? Right. So uh, she has a twin, her twin was filming it, which I didn't think was strangely it was odd because they're always need to do things together and so she's filming i was like oh, okay I gave her my thing she's you know threw mine off to the side like oh cool thanks and gave me mine it was in like this tube and then i like opened it up and it was in a sunglass case and i was like oh it's cool some you know some tom ford's awesome my favorite pair of glasses i opened it up and it was a pregnancy test and it said pregnant and like i lit talk i was like like looked at lena looked at danny i'm like are this are you are you serious right now? Are you right? She filmed it. It was so funny. Mary, I was in shock. And she's like, yeah, we're, out, we're out. I'm mine. She was a couple weeks. And she was like six weeks, seven weeks, six weeks, I think she was. She found out, you know, because uh, she was sick and she didn't know. She got found up. She said, I don't know what's wrong with me. Oh. You know, and she finally went to the, but she took pregnancy tests and she was kept saying not pregnant, not pregnant. Finally, went, she had a doc, went to the doctor and she's like, yeah, you're pregnant. And she was just like super surprised when she me in person. I'm glad that she did. It was a great time man. it was I'm like wow it literally that it, it that night changed me like just on everything well um, congratulations a, man yeah thank you I didn't need any more motivation for this fight sure. you know, especially being TJ Madison Square Garden but there's always you know the universe works in mysterious ways and this is another element of motivation that's gonna a huge you know factor in my training and and, and my fight and my performance on Saturday night well you know you and TJ is such an incredible matchup and i understand that you know gsp is gsp and, and the legend of gsp and, and you know look 
Bisping was a, a very a kind of a Cinderella, a unlikely champion story, uh, who I like very much. But you guys kind of got at it a little bit on, uh, what was it, on Twitter? Or was it just in an interview where you were saying that you guys are the real main event? That we're the real main event? Yeah, didn't you get into a back and forth with Michael Bisping about you and TJ? Oh, with Bisping? Oh, he's being a little bitch because everyone wants to see our fight and no one wants to you know, see his. The only reason they want to see his fight because uh, GSP's comeback. I was just being brutally honest with the guy. You know what I mean? This guy keeps, you know, for whatever, I never had an issue with Bisping, but um, after the Yo Romero fight, I kind of lost a lot of respect for him for what he did uh, in between rounds. He ripped up the flag and threw it at him. I like that. that I didn't like that at all. But, uh, you know, besides the fact that I knew we were pretty cordial, um, I would just state the facts. Everyone, we're the real main event. Everyone wants to see that fight. I mean, Jim, am I lying? Is that, that's the truth. Everyone's excited for this fight. Yeah, the, you know, not, it, they're not saying they're not excited for the Bisping GSP fight, sure. but people are more excited to see our fight, you know, because we deliver. We, me and TJ both go out there and deliver. Well, the fight you with know? you guys, to me, is more interesting, and, you know, and, no, and no disrespect to Bisping, is simply because there is something between you guys that has been simmering for a long time. And, um, you know, and, and TJ to me, you know, it's a, you beat Dominic and Dominic, Cruz, TJ seems like a hard guy to, cause you know, even though you don't like TJ, he, he's a fucking good fighter and, and he's, oh, he, he does, I respect him as a fighter. He does everything pretty well. He's not an easy guy. I'm sure to train for in the sense that his movement is odd. He kind of ducks and gets out of the way. He reminds me a little of Dominic Cruz. Um, so I, I guess version you, of Cruz. what's that? Generic version of Cruz. <laughs> He's the off-brand cereal. <laughs> He's, a, <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> He's the supermarket name version and not the, the real version? <laughs> yeah. But you know, General Mills. So you have, you have fought somebody that kind of fights in a TJ style, which is a bit of an awkward... It's like Wonder Boy fights in an awkward style. It's not an easier style. Or Venata fights in an awkward style. So uh, do you, you obviously feel very prepared to, to deal with that style. Man, I, I feel extremely prepared for the TJ matchup in this fight, you know, on Saturday. That it's, you know, people seem to forget, or, you know, don't, to lack of their knowledge. I, I have boxed and boxed many different types of boxers, you know, and, and, and I've, you know, th- throughout, since I was 14 years old, so I've seen so many different views and, and styles that, um, you know, I can adapt to anybody in there, anybody, anyone's style. And TJ is a person that, uh, TJ is a person that Team Alpha Male has built up. You know, he's, he's literally showed him how to throw his first punch. They literally sheltered this kid and fed him on his come up. They gave him food and water and shelter, and this is how he repays them by leaving them. You know, so they literally taught him how to fight. They knew Dominic. You know what I mean? They fought Dominic 27 rounds. So I take all that experience, all that knowledge, all that intake from the coaches, from the teammates who trained with him for the numerous amount of years, all into this fight. And you saw what I was able to do with Dominic with having that, you know, knowledge of how Dominic moves and how he throws and, you know, his, his characteristics in the cage, just like with, with TJ. And so I'm, they know him better than Dominic, you know, because they, they built him. Right. So uh, I'm taking all that in there, you know, I'm taking all that all that knowledge in there uh, from all my coaches and teammates, and just you know what, focusing on myself, but doing what I have to do to to get the win, to bring the belt back to Sacramento, and you know, showing who is the the dominant fighter. And I've always been a dominant fighter, even when I first came out there. You know, we're talking about practice, but I was a one and O pro and TJ was a world champion. Sure. You know, he's the one that gave me the supreme confidence to know that I was going to be the best in the world was going with him, you know, at the time. And he was my teammate. He was never my friend. He was my teammate. That was 
totally it. We never hung out. We never done anything like that. It was, it, that, was that was solely it. We trained together. And, and if I could ask you too before you go, because I, I know you don't want to look ahead of a fight. You know, I know you don't take this guy lightly. You understand exactly what you have to do to, to win. Um, let's just say for the sake of argument, we're just discussing it here. If there was a win, everyone is talking about uh, Demetrius Johnson and who does he fight. Yep. Would a weight cut to 125 be an issue for you? Is that something that yeah. is like in the distance on your radar, like in the peripheral somehow? No, Jim, I can make 125 pounds this weekend for Madison Square Garden. This is where I was supposed to fight Mighty Mouse. I was supposed to fight you know, TJ in July, obviously. You know, I got hurt, had to withdraw from the fight. Uh, I texted Dana and Sean saying I want to fight TJ in July. After I beat him, I'm going to, after I beat TJ, I'm going to go down and fight Mighty Mouse at the Garden. So I was always supposed to fight at the Garden. It was just, it's just a different opponent, you know. Uh, so I picture myself fighting here. And after I dispose of TJ on Saturday, you know, we'll talk with my managers and and I'll, um, um, Dana and Sean and Mick and and go from there. Uh, but yeah, Mighty Mouse, I think that's the next fight to make. You know, he's a power found best. I can make the weight now. I'm young. I'm hungry. And, you know, I want to be a two-time, you know, two-weight, two-weight champion. world champion and uh, go on from there. I always like to have set something above me, you know, because once this fight's done with, you know, you got 25 minutes if it goes a distance and you got your hand raised, you got that brief second of, oh, all right, and then boom, then you got, you got to set another goal. You got to obtain it, you know what I mean? And, uh, that that's that that was that you know so that's that's what I like to do. I'm not looking past TJ, but yeah, definitely a fight with Dominic or uh, Mighty Mouse sure. is, is in the not too distant future. All right, Cody. Well, look, man, uh, you're you're promoting. Obviously, uh, we appreciate you calling so much, man. The main yeah. card, of course, uh, of UFC 217. Uh, the main events: uh, Bisping, St. Pierre. You guys are the co-main, the bantamweight championship. You and TJ Dillashaw. This fight is incredible. There is a uh, the strawweight championship in Jay Chick against uh, Rose Na- Nama Yunus, which is a fight that cannot be overlooked either. That's another incredible fight. Mm-hmm. Thompson Masvidal and uh, Hendricks uh, Borchina on the main card. So good luck, man. I always enjoy talking to you. You're a really open guy, and and, and congratulations on the on the baby. That, that's great news, dude. Jim, yeah, thanks for having me. On. I'm glad I was able to fill a time slot. Thanks for having time for me. Uh, anytime, buddy, and uh, good luck, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Okay, Jim. Bye. Take care, Cody. Uh, what a nice guy, man. I, I really really like him. Um, TJ, I've only spoken to once, but you know, he TJ is a tough. Tough, and I, I'm not breaking ground by saying TJ is a tough fighter, but the fact that uh, he has fought Cruz already, and I believe TJ lost to Cruz. Is that correct? Yeah, and yeah. Decision. Close. Yeah, yeah. very close. Yeah. But he, he, you know, he's beaten Cruz, and so he's kind of fought someone with TJ's style already. I mean, you know, and uh, he, look, he's finally back at. Uh, we're happy that he's fighting at 217, Cody. This works out really beautifully because uh, he's tough as nails, and I've said that many times before. Um. But, you know, other things are tough as nails. You know what? Toyo tires! <laughs> it's like he's here. He is here. What do you mean like he's here? Yeah. He put his head in. He doesn't get me sick. That's why Cody is sponsored by Toyo Tires. Just like Cody, Toyo Tires are built for battle. That was me clicking the mic. That's the new thing. Toyo Tires, built for battle. You know how much Toyo would hate that? We like Jim. <laughs> Tell him to shut up with that. We don't like it. People like when you click. So here we go. Cody Garbrandt uh, fighting uh, and represented by, uh, uh, sponsored by Toyo Tires, built for battle. All right, I won't do it anymore. It's an all or nothing philosophy, and he seems to share that philosophy. He's an extraordinarily ballsy, tough fighter. Um, and he does not, I mean, again, none of them seem like they're afraid of anything, but I really believe it from Cody, especially knowing where he comes from. Durability, aggressive design, on and off road capabilities. Yes to all of them. Those all apply to Cody, except off-road capabilities. He's not, you don't ride him off-road. He might go hiking or something. That's a great point, but on-road, anyone can walk on and off-road. Yeah. 
These are tires. He's a person. But durability and aggressive design, yes, he does have those things. Living life on the highway, Toyo has you covered. Spending some serious time off-road, they have a tire for that too. All right, the clicks are back. I love them. No matter what you drive, Toyo has what you need. And frankly, the tires look cool. You know, that, that does mean something. Let's be honest. Sucky tires don't look good. Nobody wants sucky tires. Any, uh, any vehicle, every terrain, all or nothing. Toyo tires. The next time you need tires, just ask for Toyo. You experience more. Visit toyotires.com backslash UFC. That keeps Matt and I employed. Toyotires.com uh, slash UFC. Sorry, not, uh, it is, is that a backslash? Oh, yeah, backslash. Okay, yeah. backslash okay. UFC. It's the slash that goes down and to the right. And uh, Matt, what do you think? Toyo Tires! <laughs> Speaking of Matt, do you want to uh, just check no. in with him? the sick boy? Yeah, of course. Let's see how he's doing. I will not be here for the next podcast. Not that anybody cares. This was very last minute um, that Matt was ill. We found out. And um, so Matt is sick. Masvidal missed his flight. And I think... His flight got canceled, actually, we found out. Oh, the flight was canceled? Okay, well, he could have let us know. Either way, he missed the flight. Whatever it is. Where was he coming from and when? Was he flying today? Yeah, I think so. Oh, so you know what? He's probably been trying to reschedule flights and all that jazz. Yeah. In 1981, Muhammad Ali saved a man from committing suicide. For about 35 years, that's been the reporting. End of story. But after three years of talking to eyewitnesses, the LAPD, biographers, and a lone photographer, I think the chapter on this epic Ali miracle is just beginning. Hey everybody, Dwayne Johnson here to tell you about a new documentary podcast series titled What Really Happened? Narrated by award-winning documentary filmmaker Andrew Jenks in coordination with our company, Seven Bucks Productions. Ali talked Joseph down, but is there more to it? Was Joseph in on it? Was Ali showing the world that he could still talk, much less box? Why did Ali's people say Joseph was a Vietnam vet when, in fact, he wasn't? Go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your shows to listen to What Really Happened. Available now. Support for UFC Unfiltered comes from our good friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. They understand that home plays a big role in your life and family. Obviously, that's why they created Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And it's such an intimidating process for all of us. Look, this is really simple. Allowing you to fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. It's convenient. Our trusted partners allow you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage at the touch of a button. And in addition to getting a real mortgage approval in minutes, you can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you're getting the right solution for you. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash unfiltered. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. Consumeraccess.org. Number 3030. All right. What's up, Matt? How you doing, buddy? Hey. Are we on air? Yes, we are. And by the way, that was the first time I tried to fuck Chris by saying, hey, what's up? And you're actually on the phone. He actually did it right. Man, I just, this is exciting because I feel like a guest. You are I don't a guest. Feel like, you know, I'm not, I'm not the ghost. So, wait, what happened now? Well, we had Jorge coming in. Jorge has a problem with me because he said that he heard you were out and he refused to get on the plane until it was explained to him what happened. Uh, well, he does like me, I think. I get along well with Game Bread. Yeah, he said that. Uh, no, he missed the flight was canceled. So, we found out uh, I was already on the air, I was yeah. already broadcasting. 
And uh, oh, boo! Now I know. Nice. But, so now you just stuck. You just stuck there with fucking Mr. You know what? Oh, it's okay. We tried I to cover Bob Kelly. Ha- Bob Kelly had a. A death in the family. Bob, that's okay. You're not feeling well. I'll let you. Yeah, you should. Bob had a death in the family, and uh, we tried Luis Gomez and Dan. So it's okay. I don't mind doing it with Chris. I like Chris. He's a very knowledgeable UFC guy. Well, Luis Gomez is probably you know he's probably busy because he's got the the champ in town. That's right. And that's his boy. So they're probably doing their own thing. Well, yeah, but they could. So he still could have popped in here, and, and Bisping could have come in here. Uh, we just I just <laughs> talked to Cody. Cody Garban covered. Okay. Tell, I wanted to well, listen. I guess I could listen to see how that went. But, I mean, that was. Oh, Cody! Yeah. I thought you were talking about Colby Covington. Colby Covington. Colby Covington. No, that was um, Colby Covington. Let's be honest. His comment, what did he call what? them? Filthy animals, the people who are. No, yeah. dude, it was brutal. I was just watching some post fight stuff, uh, some interviews with him. Of him saying how they were like, he was scared for his, he was scared for his life. He was, they had, he got right to the hotel. And uh, they, they he bunkered down. People were knocking on his door saying they were reporters. He was fucking, that's some scary shit, dude. That's dangerous, man. Yeah, it is. You know? It is. He but said he, before, he, he, uh, I'm sorry. He said that uh, Machida, before he walked out the fight, Brunson was giving him an ear beating. Being like, yo, man, how dare you, Brazilian? The fucking, he might have ruined that night for Machida. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Who is giving who a beating? He gave Machida before Machida. After he said that, what he said, you know about. Why don't you? Can we play that? What he said? Yeah, do we have? I asked Chris for it before. Do we have yeah, Colby? I didn't. I haven't heard the yeah, comments. You, we should play that so everybody knows what we're talking about. I know. Yeah, I have it. It's right here. I'm yeah, Chris has it. it. Chris has it. All right, here we go. Yeah, I press the fucking button. You asked for Damian Maya. You got Damian Maya. Why did you ask for this fight? And did it go as you expected it to? I should have knocked him out. Brazil, you're a dog. All you filthy animals suck. I got one thing to say. Tyrell Woodley, I'm coming for you. If you don't answer the front door, I'm going to knock in and I'm going to take what's mine. That walked away, Bill. Okay, so I mean, that's bad. How about a hand for my new favorite fighter, Colby Covington? (laughs) Here's why he said that. By the way, Jimmy, I'm sorry. Sure. You're not seeing. Right after that, they rush. He's running. Everybody's throwing water bottles at him and. They're throwing garbage at him. He's running to the lie back. He, he said once he got in the back, the Brazilian fighters are threatening him. Machida, before Machida had to walk out to fight Brunson in the, in the main event, started giving him a fucking ear beat. Oh. That was what I was telling you. Oh, yeah. sorry, buddy. Well, you know what? He was not. He felt he was not treated well there. He felt like he was not treated well by the Brazilian fans. So why else would he say that? Like, Why else would a fighter call the country dogs or animals unless he was treated poorly i think he was responding to being treated like shit by the brazilian fans and you have a right to respond if you're being treated horribly and i don't mean being booed or them yelling you're gonna die that's what they do they're very passionate fans and they're they're really great fighter fans but if they're throwing water bottles at a guy when he's walking out to fight any fans that do that go fuck yourself your 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 allegiance to whether it's a nation or a flag or a race or an ideology. Fuck you. You can't throw water bottles at a guy who's about to go in and fucking and, and, and fight. Uh, no, no, it was after the fight when he was running. No, but he, but there must, it must have been beforehand, too. He, might, he had problems, I'm sure, before that, or he wouldn't have said that. No, I don't, you know what I think? I think that he's going hard. And from his interviews... This is what I think. If I'm I, wrong, I, I, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, Matt. If if nothing yeah. happened before that, then he was absolutely wrong to say that. 
He's playing the heel, but he's and he's kind of breaking down the floor. I don't. I, that's fine, but don't break down the fourth wall. Play the heel. Like you know, he's playing the heel. He say if you see an interview with him afterwards, he's saying, "Look, you know, there's there's, there's heels in this game, and there's this and that. You know, oh. there's villains. Everybody should. It's like, yo, dude, that's awesome. Be that guy." But don't tell us you're being that guy. Fuck you know you what? Mean? You're right. It's like Jose Aldo. When Jose Aldo tried it, he goes, this is not my thing, but I'm going to talk shit. You, I'm coming for you. He's like, ugh. Yeah. No, but I think he's doing it pretty, I mean, that was pretty hardcore. And that was really dangerous. I mean, that was, that, that, I, I mean, you got, that, that's, that, I mean, that's playing the heel, but, you know, that over there, that is fucking dude. Well, well, let me say, though. If he said that, I was worried about that guy getting to the airport. If he, let me know? say that, though. If he said, Brazil, your dog's, and you're filthy animal. If he said that for no reason other than to play the heel, then he's wrong. That's not the way well, he played the heel. That's yeah. shitty. Yeah. I mean, listen, and, and it's not to play devil's advocate back and forth here, but, uh, you know, I mean, in fairness, their chance is you're going to die. I mean, it's not exactly, you know. It is. That but, could get to you. And let me give a shout out just, just at the same night, Jimmy. I know we had a bunch of good fights. Yes. The guy, we, uh, Jared Flash Gordon, fought on the undercard. There were some great fights on the undercard. And he fought a very tough Brazilian that Chris Medusa is going to tell me his name in a second. And, and we found him on looking for a fight. Oh. The New York guy, he's from Queens. And he did very well. And one of the things that stands out, Jimmy, is before he got in the cage, like, he turned around, he put his arms up, like, come on, buddy. and they're all booing, and you see him, like, shrug his shoulders, like, all right. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of funny. I, you gotta, I love it. Like, he was in, he, he definitely had a great mindset, and he fought a tough guy, and uh, he brought it, and he won that fight. It was a good fight. Yeah, he fought Hakim Diaz. It was going to be fun. Yeah, what a fuck. Dude, what a night. Uh, I mean, I, Amazing fights. Right now. Amazing well, yeah, fights. fights, no? It, they, Jimmy, did you see that under, that undercard fight on the on the, on the fight, the uh, UFC fight pass prelims with the uh, the heavyweight? No, um, I want to watch that fight. You're talking, I, I know you're talking about uh, the the guy who said he was good on the ground. I got your text. The Brazilian kid. Yeah, I did not. 25 years old. Well, give me the names because uh, I'm, I'm in my car right now. Producer. It's Marcelo Gomez who you're talking about versus Christian Columbus yeah. is the fight. Yeah, yeah yes. they're gonna take his statue yes, down. Oh wait, wrong Christian Columbus. <laughs> Boo. No. Hold on, um, hold on, Matt. I made something <laughs> that won't even pass as a joke. My apologies. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Boo him. Oh, but no, I. You know, I. I just I almost spilled my espresso. I was very adamant Sorry. defending Covington, but I. I want to say again because I, I don't want to. I don't like to to misrepresent something. If he just said, I thought he was responding to having water bottles thrown at him. If he just no, said that no, beforehand, I think that's a wrong way to play the heel because they're really good fans and they come. I don't care if they chant, you're going to die. That's what they do to everybody. It's, it doesn't, it's nothing personal. That's like saying yeah. Boston sucks. Boston well, sucks. That's just what they you, yell. I, um, but, I mean, to say, I mean, he is. And if you're playing the heel, play the heel. Connor, nobody, you know, who knows how he is behind the scenes. But Mayweather, you know, you hear things, but they don't ultimately say, "Hey, you know, when I said everybody can go fuck themselves, I, I, I didn't really mean it." You know, they're not saying that shit, dude. It ruins it. What are you, Deadpool? <laughs> you know, nobody's gonna get that except for the nerds. He breaks that ass. Hey, by the way, what did Matt? What did you think? What? There was a couple of things. Uh, what did you think of Maya? You know, I was talking to Chris. Um, I was, uh, as I say, jujitsuing. That's when I talk jujitsu. Mm. But it doesn't it seem like wrestlers now have kind of figured out how to neutralize him? And he looked pretty good doing it. Uh, his stand-up looked good. And then didn't it seem like he stopped his stand-up to kind of go back to what he thought would work? And that stopped his momentum in the first round. Now, I don't want to 
it's, it's weird because you don't want to downplay uh, Kobe. Of that, course. I mean, wow. I mean, first of all, look what – and now it's different if the champ, Tyrone Woodley, uh, had an injury, like like Duke Rufus was saying, that he had an arm injury. Because if not, that's – I mean, look the way – this kid was fighting him. He was fucking in his face. He was going after him yeah. and taking away the takedowns, taking away every takedown. And and if not, he'd get down, he'd scramble. I don't even think he got taken down. Did he at all? Well, he no, he might have once, but jumped back up. It was kind of a fall, but he, I think once he did was, the second. You know, it was really, it was, I mean, I'm looking at him before the fight. I'm like, this kid has to know something that we don't know for, to be this confident. Because the confident, it was it was there throughout, from from the weigh-ins to the walkout to staring across the cage. There wasn't that look of concern saying, if I mess up in one, one if there's one little slip-up, this guy's going to choke me out like he did to so many other guys. There was something that he knew, and it may, I mean, you know, maybe it's his wrestling background, or well, he saw what Woodley know, did. His cardio is phenomenal. Maybe he, maybe he saw what Woodley did, and I did, I didn't see him lose confidence, but it seemed like in the second he was throwing low kicks, which again is smart against Maya. You don't want to throw fucking you know high kicks that he can grab, but it seems like he was concerned with Maya beginning to time him a little better, and he did stop throwing them at one point. Uh, and he was yeah. again, he was throwing the. I said to Chris before, I did the, these big like kind of roundhouse looping left. Uh, but it did seem like he changed, he changed his strategy a little bit. Maya was more tired by the second, but it seemed like he was worried Maya yeah. was going to time time him a little bit. I think one, somebody in his corner even said, hey, he's timing you a little better. So he might have been worried about that too. Well, my thing is for him to fight the champ, and, uh, uh, you know, if Maya's catching him, and he's, and he's caught him several times, and if Maya's not known, you know, to, to be a fucking Anderson Silver up there, you know what I mean? <laughs> he's, uh, uh, I'm not being a dick. I, love I know him. it's just funny what you said. <laughs> Jimmy, I love, Jimmy, he's I mean, not an Anderson but, Silver up there. It's just no, funny. He, he, was laugh. he was landing on him. He was yeah. landing a lot. It's just that he's not that powerful, and uh, he's powerful in jujitsu. I was confused by Maya, to be honest with you, because it's like he was showcasing a new skill or, or felt more comfortable standing, and he was landing. But once you saw this guy could take your shots, I mean, yes, you cut him, but that could happen. That doesn't really mean much. But you, the guys, you're not affecting him with the strikes. He's, I mean, you, I see him when he did, what he did to like guys like from Gunner Nelson to to uh, to Chael Sonnen. I don't know. Look at these guys that he better um, like better wrestlers uh, and how he, how he uh, Rick Story. You know what I mean? Like you know. He can still get that back. He can still look what he did. Carlos Condit. I mean, it's amazing that uh, he didn't. He usually, if, he take, if a shot doesn't work for him, he immediately. And he did this like once or twice, but not too many times. He slides into like a half guard. But I see Kobe take it away a couple of times. But he did try it, like after he was doing his whole stand up thing, which probably got him more tired than doing his usual game because it's not something he does. He's used to doing. Maybe he's a little older now too, and maybe he. Fi- Sorry, Matt. Maybe he figured okay. that once Ty, like once Tyron put it out there and literally stuffed. What was it, twenty three or th- like once Tyron did a master job of stopping this yeah. jujitsu expert. Like once he showed this is how you completely shut him down. And as a wrestler, maybe uh, maybe he felt he had to do something different to try to soften him up a little bit, maybe do a little bit of damage, maybe throw a punch and then fucking and level change. That might have just been a reaction to Woodley shutting him down completely. Oh, okay. I'm guessing. I don't oh, know. Woodley, yeah. but, but isn't it I interesting, mean, though? Like, wouldn't it, wouldn't it kind of behoove Damian Maya to throw 
a high kick, mix some kicks in because he doesn't care if he gets taken down. He wants to be taken down. Yes, and please ignore the fact that our dear friend said behoove. <laughs> I don't. I don't like it any more than you do, Matt. I, I fucking. If I was there, I'd be booing the fuck. I'm still. I'm looking I'm sorry, at the thing, but I want to throw the little iPad. But behoove. <laughs> no, I mean. I no, hold on. Uh, not behoove. Be booed. Yeah. Okay. Go. Yes. Boo him. Uh, you know what I noticed? I will both with that, with that, and also the Machida fight with Maya's fight. You look at they're around the same age. I think they're both thirty nine, if I'm correct. Right. And. uh it, it, it's just they, they're looking a little slower. I mean, sure. like, well, I don't know if you want to talk real quick about the, the what did you think of the Machida fight? You know, it was, it was, uh, he had only threw a couple of good counters, but yeah. um, just that Brunson's left is ugly, man. He's, That's an ugly fucking shot. If that hits you, you are, you know, he, he's a really, really hard puncher. Um, so again, he just got caught and you mm. knew that could happen. And being 39 and, 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 and out of the game for was 18 months or out of the, that's, yeah. a, that's a tough guy to come back and fight the first time. Yeah, it's just rough, though, because he looked so... I mean, he wasn't getting, he wasn't getting caught with these shots. Like, you know, again, you know, Shogun did catch him with, a, I believe, an overhand back in the day and fucking put him out. And So it's not like it hasn't happened. But he's, full, you know, he's, his in and out is... is his uh, his distance, the way he... The way, the way he his, I don't know, like his footwork. He's always so elusive. Yep. That, uh, you know, he was there to get, I mean, if you look at the replay, his head was just straight up. Again, he was looking to strike also, and when you look to hurt somebody, usually you're there to be hurt. But, damn, dude, you couldn't have landed that thing more flush. That was a bad shot. Wasn't he going you down know? a little bit? When it was, sorry, Matt, wasn't he going down a little bit yeah. as Brunson's punch came up and he kind of leaned right into it? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I do. I, it was right after he threw a strike. So it was like his body was like perfect. I, I got to, you know, I got to see it again. I only saw it once, you know. What do you think? But, uh, uh, oh, sorry, good. Good. No, no, no go ahead. No, 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 go, no. What did you think? No, I, I was going to say, this is what, I'm sorry, Jimmy. It's, this is what's rough about not being in the studio. That's okay, man. I'm no, okay. but I, the one thing I'm thinking of, like, now that he is 39, with a fight like that, he could just say, it's not like he got out fought. He got caught, you know? So he right. could just tell himself, all right, look, I didn't get my ass beat. I got my ass beat. But anybody, even my prime, if I got caught with that shot, so that's what he's going to tell himself. Yep. It's not like, and I don't want to attack BJ Penn, but it's not like BJ Penn getting maybe, you know, five round, four, three rounds with uh, Dennis Seaver, being like, all right, this is not looking like the old BJ. Sure. You know what I mean? If BJ would have got caught in the first round, I'd be like, oh, who knows if he could have looked like the old BJ. So Machida looked physically, he looked phenomenal. You saw some of the training leading up to it on the specials and whatnot. He did look awesome. I was so excited for him. But he's fighting such a, an explosive fighter like Brunson. Brunson put a lot of guys to sleep, or several guys at least. What did I mean, you look th- at what he did to Uriah Hall. Uriah Hall's not no has right. been, you know what I mean? So, you know, it, it's rough to see. I think Machida, we got to, you know, you, I don't know. You just don't want to see a guy take more punishment, but shit, man. We, I, I still think yeah, there's probably some more in the tank for him. I'm not sure about Maya, though. What did you think know. of uh, Antonio Carlos Jr.? Um, uh, choking Jack Marshman. Jack Marshman's very tough, and 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 we talked. We just talked about that before you were on the phone, with where he's um, you know, he's he's in full mount and he's just pounding him. And Cormier is talking about how like you gotta make a decision when you're getting beaten up like that. Am I gonna take this damage or try to get out? And uh, in trying to get out, he fucking you know he spins around and and that's all she wrote. Yeah, that was uh, that's uh, Dean Thomas's boy, right? Is that what the fight we're talking about with Dean Thomas, uh, shoe face? Is that what we're saying? Yeah, Antonio <laughs> Carlos Jr. Thing, I didn't right? know that was his guy. Yes. 
his nickname's Shoe Face, right? I'm not fucking. I'm not yes, making that shoe, up. Yes, it's Why Shoe Face? Shoe face? Anyway, I, dude, I'm not gonna. Start, I don't know. Oh yeah. Okay. Hey, what are you gonna say? Hey, why the long face? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why they give him that nickname. He seems like a nice guy. But I'll tell you about his jujitsu. It's off the fucking chain, man. I love that guy's jujitsu. He he got a jumping triangle on uh, Gary Tonin, who's one of the best in the world right now. I mean, this guy is good, really good, and he looks so much more comfortable with his strikes. No, from the past. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, that's the thing with guys like that. If they can develop their striking when they're already at that extremely high level of jujitsu, they become. Are you saying that Maya shouldn't be trying that at thirty nine to just develop the striking? I mean, he he well, did I, though when he was at at uh, middleweight. I felt like Maya w- threw more strikes. Like it, it yeah. feels like when he came but, down to to welterweight, that's when he really just focused exclusively. Why on do you jiu-jitsu. think that is? Do you think that he thought he'd be a big welterweight and be able just to strangle guys easier? Or are they I, faster? Well, yeah, and he is, and he and he has been. I mean, look at I mean, look. I know he's having a tough a couple goes. Uh, last couple of fights have been tough for him, but before that, I mean, look at the streak he's been on. You know, and look at all the guys he named that he did strangle. Yeah. But you know, it's one of those things. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. It doesn't mean it's broke because it didn't work in the last fight versus a guy like Tyrone Woodley. And if you want to add the strikes and add the strikes in, but don't just box and strike, and then go back to just looking to do your old school takedowns you gotta you know you gotta step in with a one two step out step back in with a one then step back and then you go on the knees well you gotta mix it instead of all right now we're striking and now i'm gonna look for those singles and doubles for the next couple of minutes like you know what i mean like yeah. i don't know always easier said on the outside but i'm not seeing it blended very nice like you know like a fucking frankie edgar fucking throwing something in your face going underneath you <laughs> you know yeah. he's a great wrestler he's a little guy but you know what i'm saying just the way you blend it and we just uh, we talked. Sorry, but we just talked to uh, yeah. Cody Garban called in because of the whole flight thing with Masvidal. And um, what an amazing card this is coming up this weekend. I'm going to be away, unfortunately. I would love to go to this fight. I'm not going to be in town. But I mean, uh, I'm really psyched for uh, Yanjechik Rose Namajunas. We've been asking for that fight for a long time, and we finally got that fight. What do you think about that? I'm just laughing because I was watching the fights from Brazil. My my four year old is on my lap, and she goes, and they showed the coming attractions for that. And she goes, who? And she has like a little like she has like a little Italian accent. And she's always around my my her grandfather. So she's like, who who win? The girl with hair, or the girl with no hair. <laughs> it, was, it was funny with my little. It was cute, but uh, I mean, listen, I think that it's it's to to to. to Predict that anybody's going to take out fucking Joanna is, is really rough, man. I yeah. mean, she's just, it's just, there's very little holes in that game at all. Like, you know, that's what I'm thinking though. But Rose is looking the best she ever looked. I mean, I didn't see, I could, I didn't see that coming with Karate Hottie, what she did. Right. I mean, that was just, you know, who's done that to Karate Hottie? I didn't like saying yeah. Karate Hottie. It's so fun to say. I know. But, and I like hearing you know, her say it if you want the truth. It is fun, <laughs> isn't it? But listen, she's so good at taking the back also. Talk, hey, listen, perfect example. Well, what I'm saying about Damian Meyer, look at the way Rose blends in the strikes to the takedowns yeah. to take in the back. It's fucking beautiful. I mean, she, she, if you give that back up for a second, she is jumping up there like a, like a, a flying chimpanzee. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's on that back, and she's, and she's so good at the strangle that I'm, I'm telling you, if, I, if anything, that's, that's because Joanna is so good at getting up. And she does, it's not like she gives her back up like, like, I mean, she fought good grapplers like like uh, Claudia uh, and uh, Gadella, who uh, got her down several times, and she still got out and up, and she right. wasn't able to capitalize with a Brazilian jiu-jitsu. 
But there's something telling me that Rose could take that. She's so good at taking the back. Uh, that uh, that that is there. That that's a shot for her. If anything, yeah. But again, she's so she like you said, she's really good at getting up. Ioana is great at yeah. getting up. She's she like you put all that energy into taking her down, and then fucking how annoying she's up in ten seconds. Like that's got to drive you crazy. Yeah. No, it could, but in the, in those sequences of her getting back in, in, in getting back up to her feet, she might get yeah. It's sometimes well, sometimes you expose that back, but if and and people are not quick enough or they're not skilled enough to take it rose is skilled enough if it's if it's and even if it's not right away if it's in the fifth round she's getting up a little bit slower because that's the thing joanna does like usually you get guys down to get or girls down they get back up you get them back sooner or later they get a little bit more tired and they're slower getting up joanna actually looks like she picks up speed as she goes so that's you know what i mean so, yeah she does i don't know it's so it's very very interesting and uh all three of those fights the um, the, the championship, championship fights, fights, yeah, are are just and 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 the the whole card and Jorge versus Stephen Wonderboy. Wonder Boy. I'm really that's amazing. That's that I means shit. Great card, Jimmy. Also, uh, Hendricks against uh, Boricina, uh, another great fight. That's the yeah. opening fight on the on the main card. They've really put together. I guess because people can get hurt or miss weight, but they've put yeah. together so many great cards lately. I guess just to protect themselves from these possible things that can go wrong. So as much as we've lost a lot of great fights due to whether it's USADA or guys making mistakes or missing weight like Khabib and Ferguson, we get a lot of great fights too because they stack the fucking cards. Man, dude, I'm going to watch it. Where are you going to be? I will be out of town. I'm traveling. Um, I was supposed to shoot something. But I'm going to be away. Um, I, I will. Uh, I may call in though if I can. I, I might be at the airport. But uh, you feel know I'm going to Disney. I'm not going to see you. That's okay. Oh, we'll you know, see you know, what the fuck am I saying? I'll be here next week. Yeah, we'll see oh, you. Know, yeah, definitely, definitely. Really quick though, sure. predictions because I'm not going to see you before the fight. Predictions, man. The, the UFC unfiltered. They they want to know our predictions. The, the, the main three, really. Quick. Okay, the first one. Bisping is going to win the fight. Uh, I say against. Joanna and Rose Namajunas, I am rooting. I'm not going to say I'm rooting. I, I predict an upset. I think Joanna's been so great for so long that Rose oh. is just this, this gritty little savage who doesn't <laughs> smile so fight week. And I think that Rose, the gritty little savage who can sit in an ice tub in the middle of winter, is going to find a way to get on her back and upset and, and shock the world. Cody against TJ, extremely tough. It's very hard to go against Cody, undefeated. I mean, really hard to go against Cody Garber. But TJ has been a fucking wily, difficult motherfucker. Um, I predict it's going to be a three-round draw. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I think Cody is going to manage to win that fight, but I think it's going to be a decision. Oh, man. Christopher producer. Go on now. Uh, in the main event, I... Maybe maybe I'm in the minority here, but I, I think GSP is going to be able to Ooh. take Bisping down. I think he's going to be able to stay on top of okay. him. Now, the weight might be an issue. Sure. Bisping is bigger than him, but, yeah. I, but uh, I don't know. But I, they're both I like a little Bisping. older, yeah. Yep. Um, I think if Cody was able to figure out Cruz, uh, I think he's going to be able to figure out TJ, TJ sure. but that's a great fight, but I, I am going to go with Cody there. And ah, man, the Joanna Rose fight is is such a tough one. Very tough. Um, man, I don't know. I think it comes down to can Rose take the accumulation of shots that Joanna's going to throw at her. But if it goes, let's say let's say it goes into the third and fourth round, and I think then Joanna might start battering her because Joanna's right. cardio is disgustingly good. Right. 
And, and that's what she does later on. She's just fucking, she's throwing the same as she did in fucking round one. Yeah, I agree. I think if Rose can catch Joanna in the first couple of rounds, but in a, like some kind of scramble, like Matt was saying, then I think she has a chance there. But I think the longer it goes, the more it favors Rose. If there are many karate chops thrown. <laughs> right, exactly. Go on GSP, now, Matt. GSP. Uh-huh. Versus Bisping. Now listen, really quick. Now I know the different weight classes. Like with with these fights I'm mentioning, I was mentioning two fights and I forgot one. There's two fights that uh, that, that Michael Bisping lost that I keep bringing up: the Chael Sonnen fight and also the fight versus Rashad Evans, which was at 205. But Rashad Evans eventually went down to 185. Also, point being, he got out grappled in those fights. It was it a beating? No, but he just got all pointed. Okay, right. now. I forgot about Tim Kennedy. Tim Kennedy also mm. did that to, to Michael Bisping. Yep. Now, so I'm down it's three guys. Now, I remember another thing that really, that, 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 that I can't, I, that, that's in my head is, I don't know, I, I think it was Rashad Evans. I don't want to be quoted at that. But I remember hearing middleweights at Jackson's talking about sparring and working with George and saying that George could easily move up. He does very well with them. I, uh, I'm friends with John Danner. I knew that inside scoop that he does very well with the get. Well, and then what he, they call the shoot box, the feet, the floor. He's very good at closing that distance, getting guys down, and you know. So, so I mean, you know, I'm saying he could get, he could do that for five rounds, uh, I, and uh, and win this thing by uh, outpointing him the okay. way he because he's also good up against us. But Michael Bisping, you know, again, I don't want to. I can't pick two. I, I'm not. I'm not going back and forth. I'm just saying, is the size difference and the fact that Bisping's cardio is insane going to upset that? I don't know. But, I'm, but I'll go on the record saying George. Okay. Don't get mad. Michael, I love you. Don't get mad at me. What now, what about right, now next, next. the co-main? Co, uh, the co-main, which is uh, the Cody and, and uh, TJ, right? Yeah. I'm going to say Cody's uh, just... I'm going to say Cody's... Not, is too, they're both skilled. It's, I'm going to say it's very, very, very close skill-wise. But I think Cody's explosiveness and his power might be the difference. Where he really, in these exchanges, he needs to land one on that, and, and uh, I think he, and I think he will. You know, so I'm I'm going to say Cody. Okay. Hello. Yeah, I'm all listening, buddy. Okay. Yeah, so I'm going with Cody on that. Okay, got, and how, now how about uh, Joanna and, and Rose? Thug that, Rose. That's going to be my. That's my. That, that's very tough. Because and this is weird. It's always weird for me, Jimmy. Because being a fighter. I hate. I used to hate when people picked against me. I used to see them and be like, Ugh. But it's not I'm disrespectful. It's just I a thought. Every, you know I love everybody. Yeah. But I got three kids, and this is my job, Chris the producer. Of course. No, of course. Okay? You've said privately okay. you don't like Rose, so go ahead. <laughs> no. Man, I, I'll tell you, these, both these girls are great. Like I said, if I have to say who my favoring, like who I think is going to win, I think I think the champ is, is, is going to win. Okay. I think Joanna's going to win, but... I think, and again, it's weird. It's not like I try to. I would say, if you say, who's your pick? I say, Joanna. But I'll say, Sug Rose has that that chance of that back take. That and in the end, you know, you know, Joanna's worried about getting taken down. The strikes come. And listen, we know anything could happen, but those three are my picks. And uh, but I do love everybody. I'm not hesitating. I'm just saying, I, I, I'm excited for this. I'm excited. I'm actually giddy. I'm excited for these fights. And I don't know if you know this. Jimmy. Yes. And Chris the producer. November 5th, the day after November 4th, <laughs> which is the fight, big fight at MSG, is 
The next episode, you better hit the applause button, you cocksucker. Hold on a sec. Chris, get your hand off. Looking for the fight. Chris, 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 you son of a bitch. I'm so happy I didn't come in. I'm happy I stiffed you. I'm sorry. God, say it again, buddy. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, Jimmy, before Chris, the producer, rudely fucking interjected. Sorry. The next fight of Dana White looking for a fight is on November 5th. Chris. (laughs) You fucking asshole. You fuck. All right, listen, I got to go. I'm not even going to say it again. No, Dana White looking for... I better plug it, too, because my co-host and boss are there. Uh, Dana White looking for a fight is... Uh, when is it up? The New York episode I guess. is up. Awesome. No, when it's up? When? It's up November 5th on YouTube. You can get it. Okay. All right, buddy. Feel better and... Uh, what the fuck is the guy? I don't get an applause for all that shit. Look, I, 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 I look, I, I, I reached over and yeah, hit it. No, yeah. A little too late. A little too late. I know. Sorry. Nice job, Chris. <laughs> okay. November 5th, by the way. That's my mom's birthday. Happy birthday to my mom. Yeah. All right. You see how that hurts? <laughs> All right. Listen, man. Uh, hey, Matt, stay, we'll, we'll end the show together. We, we, we got no time. Thank you to Cody Garban for calling in. Feel better, okay, man? And I'll see you soon, pal. Oh, dude, I felt good up until just now, Jimmy. You fucking killed me. Guys. Listen, I know it's not the same without me. Enjoy the rest of the show. It is not. I'll talk to you soon, Chris Medusa. Thank you very much. Yes, All right, take care, buddy. Good talking to you. Bye. And uh, thank you, Matt, of course. And uh, listen, I'll see you soon. And uh, thank you to Cody Garbrandt. Amazing card this Saturday. But the prelims, everything is good. OSP is on the fucking FS1 prelims. It's just against, uh, who's it? Who's it uh, uh, Corey Anderson. Corey Anderson, He's, yeah. uh, OSP stepped in for Zach, uh, Patrick Cummings. Excuse me, who Were they supposed stuff. to be main card or no? Were they supposed to be or no? I, I don't know where, where it ended up. I think it was just a straight replacement that oh, OSP okay. just stepped in. But. Well, good luck uh, to OSP. It's always, uh, I'm a big Ovens uh, St. Proof fan. He's a funny guy to talk to. Yeah. Great, great card, man. So uh, listen, I'll see you soon. I'll see you next week. Thanks, Jimmy. Goodbye. is waiting for you at King's Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly at King's Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun this season. King's Island is now open weekends. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.